Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. Today's episode is about Scottish ales. That can't be right. No, no, we've already done that. I'm, I'm certain there's no way we've... Uh, let's see. Huh. Apparently we haven't. How do we miss that? All right, well, let's uh, dive in then, because uh, there's an interesting tradition of Scottish brewing. Uh, it, things may get a wee bit heavy, but uh, I think we can still have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. Hey, guys. Hi. How's it going? Uh, it's going. I'm still confused as to like the fact that we didn't do an episode on this already. <laughs> so, yeah, as the intro was suggesting, we, we were having like a real Mandela effect. <laughs> we, we apparently all tricked ourselves into thinking that we've done this episode. Luke, done this episode before it was in the completed show topics that we had done this because we're like oh yeah we've done that and then we couldn't find it anywhere we couldn't find mention of it anywhere that like nothing turned up so we, i know we've mentioned briefly in the past that they are styles and they it, exist it yeah. was either in like the ales episode or british beers or beers of the uk or something like that so, but that's yeah. the only thing i could think of that was kind of maybe there like the uk one makes sense because I, I specifically remember us discussing the difference between scotch ale and scottish ale and nothing was which, documented yeah which by the way there have been some changes i think since we had that discussion I'm yeah that's pretty true sure. so uh yeah so that that was a good like this episode's coming along timely then but it's we must have just talking to each other just talked out an entire episode because i i was convinced this has happened yeah that there's yeah like in fairness us recording an entire episode and then i was talking about an entire episode and then not recording it that seems on brand for us yeah fair oh much. yeah that's we have to not talk throughout the entire week <laughs> so that we don't have unrecorded like it because this is just where our conversation is going to go we're going to talk about alcohol it's going to happen uh, and then we're well, gonna miss gold. Alcohol or cartoons. I, <laughs> I told I told Chris something, like uh, just a, a brief snippet about my about how my day went today, and he didn't have to say it. I could hear it from the other side of the phone that just said, "Don't explain. Save it for the show." So why don't you go ahead? Now okay. that the show we're recording and. So uh, I've discovered that I may be a uh, a liquor store snob. I've had it too good for too long and it's starting to show it happens to a lot of us mm -hmm. uh i was uh 
because there is a liquor barn very close to to where I live now, as opposed to before, where there was an express one that was kind of close, but I didn't like going to it. So I, you know, I used to go, to, which is now the other end of town for me, to a a particularly large one that had great beer selection, a lot of great bourbon. It's you not. Know, you could get. It's not the you headquarters get, for Liquor Barn, but it is probably their busiest store. Mm, yeah. At least in the city. Because of location, yeah. yeah. So, I went, uh, but I went, I didn't go to the, the, the one that I'm used to. I went over to this current, uh, the one nearby, because I, I got off work. I knew we needed to work on the episode some. There was, there was just stuff we had to do. And I was like, okay, it, for time's sake, I'm just going to go in there, get it, and come back out. Uh, first of all, I seem to have a face of retail manager because <laughs> I got stopped as I'm walking through and someone going, excuse me, um, do you work here? No. And just kept walking. <laughs> Better man than like, me because I always no, but can I help you? <laughs> like I, I, I immediately I, like, perhaps I have a knowledge base for what you're about to ask me. It's wine. No. Nope. Yeah. I, I did not, uh, I was on a time limit. I was like, look, I'm, I do not have time to engage with you right now. I, I am very tired. I have on my seventh straight day of work. I just want to get this done and go home. Uh, so I was like, no, I'm uh, no, don't work here. Start going through. Uh, first of all, their create your own beer selection is super tiny compared to the other one. Mm. Uh, so I had to buy uh, packs for what I was going to get today. Ouch. Uh, but I did find a random uh, collaboration pack from uh, somewhere called like Southern Sun Brewing or something like that. Uh, but they were like collaborating with like Cigar City and uh, Avery and uh, not three Floyds, but Floyd's Brewing. Oh, <laughs> sure. Only one Floyd. And, <laughs> only one Floyd. And I was like, oh, yeah, OK, sure. I'll take a. I'll take a chance on this. It's like a four pack of collaboration beers, whatever. Uh, seems weird. Willing to try it. Uh, so I grab that and I grab uh, the beer I'm drinking for tonight and I start making my way to the, uh, to the thing. And I keep looking around going like this store is like 90% wine. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, no, they've got like one row for vodka, one row for, uh, uh, one row for vodka, maybe a row for whiskey, and then like nine rows of wine. That's about right. And now. I'm like, and I'm like, oh god, this is terrible. Okay, fine, whatever. Let's just they get there, starting to check out, and they are looking at this this weird pack that I have discovered, and they have no idea where it is either. They're like, oh, um, well, let's search for three Floyds. Uh, it's not from three Floyds. Uh, not finding anything under three Floyds. Yeah, because it's not from three Floyds. They call their manager over. Hey, could you? Uh, I'm trying to find this place. Well, let me search three Floyds. Oh, well, it's a, it's it's not three Floyds. It says Floyd right here. Yeah. Do you see the number three in front of it? Does it <laughs> or the word three? No. Does anything it with say three? Floyd three times. No, it says it once. Uh, so they're like, oh no, it's, it's it's like, how about you try the the name right here where it says the whole brewing name. I'm like, uh, right where this 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 one right here that says sub, whatever sun brewing. Uh, I don't see what you're pointing at. Right, right where my finger is. Look, look down below that. Uh, I don't know what. <laughs> and I'm like, 
you're a better man than me because I would have just sat it down and walked out at that point. I'd have been like, clearly you don't want my business. I will take it elsewhere. Yeah, and I'm just like, it's right here. Like, oh, okay, let's, huh. Well, which one is it? It's the one that says, good boy. Like, hmm, I don't know. And like, even the person that's originally doing my transaction, it's this one right here. Now, that can't be it. I swear to God, guys, if you don't get this <laughs> shit together. That, uh, that sounds painful. Like, just... They eventually like check it out, and I, I start walking out, and I just went, maybe it's just that I've been very tired from a long, long week of work. Oh, yeah, and the other, and the lady, as I was checking out, was trying to sell me on her son's new bar that he opened up, and I'm like, <laughs> not here for that. Just want to cash out and leave. Uh, <laughs> and so like, I finally get out, I'm just like, all right, so whenever possible, try not coming back here. Okay, good to know. I've <laughs> You know which one to go to at this point, and it's not yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I did. It's going to be worth the drive just to... Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the other one is, is definitely superior as far as other uh, drinks selection. Selection and generally the people will ask, that, you know, there's usually a large enough staff that walk by and say, can I help you? Uh, as opposed to there, where I have no, I, I didn't see anyone else that worked there other than the people at the registers. So mm-hmm. I was like, ah, all right. So yeah, this maybe I'm not going back to this one unless it's an emergency. <laughs> what I don't know what a liquor emergency. Okay, yeah, I have an idea of what a liquor emergency is, but no, you, you know. know full well what a liquor emergency <laughs> is. Well, you know, you can go there for wine, I guess, but not for advice on wine. <laughs> I could go there for wine or other things I don't like. Well, I mean, for episodes or something, you know. But yeah, if you're I know. like, oh, I'm in a pinch. Okay. No, but my no. go-to when I have questions about wine is Casey. I don't know what I'm doing here. What do I get? So no, it would be he would walk in and be like, I need. We're doing our our wrap-up piece on Robert Mondavi. <laughs> I need I need a Robert Mondavi, and they would just go, huh? God, <laughs> I need I need a Robert Mondavi, and they look around and go. Well, I got this right here. It says Sutter Home. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to show myself out. <laughs> I'll drive across town to the good one. So. Mm-hmm. I think Kroger knows more than, than those people do. In fairness, I could have gone to Kroger. I don't I, I, well, I don't know if I could have found what I had today from Kroger, but mm-hmm. still. It's a toss-up sometimes. It's weird. It'll surprise you. Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? What have you guys been up to? Uh, uh, I think it's more of what we're going to be up to. Tomorrow yeah. we are taking the baby to the zoo for the first time. <sighs> we got free tickets to the zoo. It's grandparents' oh. day, and yep. Brittany was smart. I was like, oh, grandparents get him free. Cool, we should go to the zoo. That'll be great. And then she was like, dug into it a little more and saw, oh, no, Mutual of Omaha has this thing. You, she's like, just signed up, and it says for four free tickets. And we're like, okay, we'll, we'll see if... We'll take that gamble. And I, I registered, and I was like, well, you know, we're going to get, like, a mutual Omaha calendar at this point. But either way. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> but so, like, we um, – initially it was like, oh, you, you need to show up at a whatever name of the tent or whatever uh, near the entrance of the zoo when you go. And then the actual tickets and wristbands and whatever else came in the mail during the past week. So I guess we're, we're good to go. We got we four free tickets to the zoo. Um <laughs> Nice. Yeah, and uh, so like we'll have to worry about like you know paying to park and and food, but that's about it. So 
we're going to get there when they open because we're mm-hmm. smart <laughs> uh, because the traffic would be bananas and you just that's just what you do b a n a n a s yes uh so my parents are coming up tomorrow morning and uh we're gonna get to go to, to do that and hopefully hopefully it's, it's all good as far as like because it's the one thing I, <clears throat> the one thing i was worried about is like mostly the weather but i guess it's supposed to be cloudy and like not even quite 80 degrees and i'm like okay uh, maybe that's the gonna natural be okay. habitat of our people yes <laughs> so i'm like okay maybe maybe this won't be terribly bad but um it'll be good and then and emmett is to the point now that since we we took him out of the thing with the car seat that clicks into the stroller we just put him in the big stroller part and so he just it's fun. he acts like it's a roller coaster almost <laughs> like he it's got this little like tray thing in the front that's got cup holders and like I guess meant for like the kids snacks and stuff but he doesn't know what else to do with it so he just he has both arms on the on both either side of him just like holding on and then sometimes he'll put his foot up there just because <laughs> We're like, I was okay. expecting you to say like you know he waits for you to go down hills and he's just like Woo! <laughs> that's no it's what it looks like he's waiting yeah for. like he's waiting for some stuff to happen it's pretty fantastic actually although we do have to say like we did take him uh this was actually just after the show last weekend, but we took him down to um, the area down here that's called the Banks at the. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you, you're familiar, but so for yeah. people who aren't, um, it's on the Cincinnati side on the riverfront, and they have it done up really nicely. Um, kids playground and all this water stuff and like a big walking area. It's great. So we got him in some of the water stuff. He loves the water fountains and like the like the little jets thing that shoot up and the. Everything except we learned that he was scared to get in the grass. <laughs> like he was holding, I was like, it's I was trying to set him down, and, he, and when he's uncomfortable, he was he, like holding on to me for dear life. Like, no, we're not doing this. But nope. he does this kind of like, uh <laughs> thing. Like he puts his hands on his like stomach he's or like, chest. I don't. He's like, Ugh. he be- he becomes Brittany. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's like, I don't want to touch anything. Oh. Uh, just, he, he just, just he, sounding like Brittany. Yeah, he just kind of like grabs at his sh- at his stomach and his shirt, and he just kind of bunches up his clothes. And he's like, uh. and he, he like <laughs> wrings his hands with his shirt, and just like, mm. like he just makes the most obvious physical representation of uncomfortable that you've ever seen. <laughs> You're like, I, noted. We're going to remove you from this situation. It's so weird because he was like, he was about the water stuff. It was all new, and he was just like, this is great. But for somebody like sitting down in the grass, he's like, nah. <laughs> I just imagine you take him over to the water thing, and his diaper grew three sizes that day. <laughs> three th- sizes too heavy. No, he had uh, little swimmers on the little swimmers diapers. Oh, okay. Yeah, but okay. still. <laughs> yeah, so so we've had some. Uh, we've at least trying to get some some out time, and that that weekend that we went, it was again not a bajillion degrees and it was nice and breezy and because we were there so at like 11 a.m it's weird like the the cooler it gets outside that's when we're like yes we can go outside now <laughs> we don't have to hide in our hobbit hole anymore yeah right it's an appropriate temperature just like it will be uh in a couple weeks for oktoberfest zinzinati uh, as of recording i think we are 13 days away so it is coming yeah. coming quick Mm-hmm. We encourage everyone, uh, if you're in the area or want to be in the area, you can mm-hmm. come down and join us. Uh, we will be, we'll be down there Friday afternoon, uh, Friday at noon, you to watch the opening <laughs> ceremony with mm-hmm. uh, Jim Cook, and then we're gonna go uh, 
go hang out down or at some uh, breweries. We're going to finally hit the Sam Adams uh, tap room that they opened up in Cincinnati. Uh, so and jealous. <laughs> hit some other local favorites and then probably make our way back to the to the party grounds down at 2nd mm-hmm. and 3rd Street. And then Saturday we'll be there most of the day anyway. So do you want to meet us down there? If not, hey, uh, I fully endorse you coming down at some point and having a good time. It's great. Yeah, and I've got. Uh, I've been telling friends that I know have been there before. I was like, no, 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 it's it starts on Friday. He's like, yeah, it always started on Friday. No, no, the Wiener Dogs start on Thursday. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, wait, <laughs> so it goes Friday, Sat, like the actual event is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday now. Yeah, and they're like, <gasps> it's a, an official half day holiday for the city of Cincinnati on Friday, which irritates me because I'm like, God, I wish I worked like within the city at this point. We're so close. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't get to go. I had very little vacation time left, and I had to use it on a follow-up doctor's appointment for our son. <laughs> so, I have the opposite yeah. of that, which is yeah, rub I it have in. <laughs> too much vacation time, <laughs> and I got to get rid of it. Nice. And this trip will use up these, – these three days I'm taking off will use up five hours. <laughs> that, that, that's painful. Makes me sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll actually get to drink this year as opposed to last year. And, uh, uh, of course, th- there's going to be some new food options. I've already looked at like all the menu <laughs> stuff on the website because that's how I, I roll. But will there be deep-fried peanut butter I, and jelly sandwiches? Yes, from one place. <sighs> uh, like I felt my as, heart rate like slow down when you said well, that. As well as the deep-fried funnel cake pumpkin roll that I got last year. <laughs> no, you know I'm what, good. You Don't know what else <laughs> makes my heart rate slow down? The Movie Draft? The Movie Draft. Welcome to your Movie Draft Minute, presented by DiamondClub.tv, for the week of September 2nd, 2019. I'm your host, Big Voice Jay. You know, I was going to give you a Labor Day joke today, but it just doesn't work for me. Let's go to the scoreboard! Team Game Nights in last place with $211.8 million. Team The Vaughn Squad's in fifth place with $532.3 million. Team Have a Drink is in fourth place with $775.7 million. Team Drunk Kids Gaming is in third place with $1 billion eight point three million dollars team Metro misery's in second place with one billion thirty two point eight million dollars and adding 37 million from it chapter 2 it's oh, team yeah. movie party with one billion two hundred ninety six point four million dollars that's your dream team movie draft minute all totals of record as of september 7th 2019 like, Look, i forgot they still bee. got more movies oh yeah, yeah i know yeah. Well, uh, I can't wait for winter because what what is going to go on with winter? Because we've got oh the gosh. final the final Star Wars and uh, the, the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Like it's the end of that. Um, so you also have you, you not, say that, but it's also called Rise of Skywalker, which is really yeah. But is the no, they are, it is the end of that saga. We will get more stuff, which I am very thankful for. Sans Skywalker. Mm. I, you know what, uh, as a guy who's a fan of the expanded universe, it, I, I kind of like it when we're, we're not focusing on them. Yeah. It's, uh, everything from here on will be fantastic. I think everything up to this point has been fantastic. So the Mandalorian is also... The Mandalorian <laughs> with that trailer, that trailer, which I was, like, beating off, not even in a corner, like, openly just watching it, like, <laughs> no, we're, we're just... A, you were arrested by the police because you were in the middle of the street. It was, <laughs> it was whole the whole thing. thing. Yeah. It, it's, um, I, not to be I, discounted... I don't apologize. Not to be discounted, but we're also going to have the Frozen sequel, um, be- and that's a big deal in that 
sure. animated thing you know like frozen was a kind of a big thing <laughs> oh it, it'll make money i'm just kind of like uh-huh yeah i i don't know how excited i can i want to be i want to see it <laughs> all right um so yeah we can't we can't beat the movie draft into the ground anymore hey we're getting fourth place we're we're gonna take yeah. that we're gonna We've take our lickings our we're 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 the we're top of the bottom half yes and me me and uh justin will no longer vote with with our hearts we will cold hard math yes from here on we... uh, again with the disclaimer if we're invited back dot 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 we're invited <laughs> uh also, big thanks to Big Voice Jay, yeah. oh, who I just God, saw in the always. chat. The man's, National treasure. The man's an American treasure. Literally, you could record reading a phone book. <laughs> we're, we're, we're on board. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, enough movie draft. I think we have something delicious in Untapped. Get riggedy, riggedy, I mean, it looks pretty delicious. No, I haven't I, got to have this yet. I didn't even know there was a badge. Uh, I've cracked one open for the first time last night, and I was like, mmm, that is delicious, and then checked in, and I was like, oh, there's a badge. And I was like, how, we do a podcast about this. How have I not known there was a badge? I still have to try it. Oh, well, no, I tried a no, sip you of yours, but like, but you were I, wanna, as I want a thing. Same as tonight, like digging into some maple Oreos. I have like, a problem, obviously. We've discussed <laughs> you that. You do. Sure, it's ruining your palate. Pretty sure maple flavoring doesn't go with. Well, it goes with these things. <laughs> maple but it's not, goes with a lot of things. It's Thank not you very intended. Much. <laughs> you should hit, you should eat these and Brussels sprouts. Well, actually, no, yeah, that would yeah, be I was good. gonna say maple, maple on Brussels sprouts. <laughs> that's no, that's, that's actually uh, on point. That just that actually furthers the point. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what we're talking about for Untapped is uh, th- from Founders, uh, newly owned by San Miguel. Uh, no one suspects found- the Spanish acquisition. <laughs> we're still kicking ourselves over missing that. Yeah. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Founders Underground Mountain Brown. Which sounds uh, like sounds a dirty. Euf- it sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. Sounds like a euphemism for where I bury my poop. <laughs> I, I mean, that's one place <laughs> you can take it. Poop's involved. Is, like uh, I said, dude, does not everyone else bury their poop? Uh, uh, you can email the show at feedback at haveadrinkshow.com and tell us uh, what you think the euphemism underground God. mountain brown should stand uh. for. Tell us where you... Never mind, I'm tired of that joke. Anyway, the name Underground Mountain Brown harkens back to the year it spent aging in bourbon barrels. The year what spent aging? What was underground? What brown was underground? (laughs) Look, it's Uh, founders. What what do we say their logo is? Put it in in a barrel. barrel. (laughs) But but what was it? Did they put Pennywise in a barrel? I I think you're missing the first two letters of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> in a barrel. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the the uh, the malt used in the brown ale really lets you experience the earthy flavors and nuance of the Sumatra coffee. You've been missing Sumatra and Mountain Brown. This uh, this beer should fill that void in your heart. Check in the One Founders Underground Mountain Brown badge during the month of September, and you unlock the new badge. You drink more, you know what you'll get? Another badge. <laughs> oh, good. Because I intend to. Actually, I don't think there are ranks for this, but oh. still, whatever. Man. My only my only complaint about that beer is that it's not like it was aged for a year. Coffee's going to fall off after that amount of time. Mm. But the regular Sumatran Brown is a coffee bomb. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. this one definitely wasn't as intense. It's not as intense, and the coffee just like marries with the barrel character. So. But Brittany, how proud of me are you that I didn't say it's in a wigwam? I was really waiting for it, and I was like, you know, good job. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it was, it's good, but it's definitely... Um, I, what I liked is that... Because normally I, there's that weird overly sweet barrel-aged thing that happens. This was not there, and it was good. So, yeah. Anywho... Anywho, uh, this is where we used to do a whole news segment, but guess what? It's got its own show now. And this week we were talking about a massive gin spill in the a UK. Gin incident. The gin incident, yes, in the UK. Uh, not not good times for the Brits, uh, aside from Brexit. And also uh, a nice little piece we decided to save for here that you all will get is that CBS, as we talked about on the news episode last week, uh, coming out for the final time from Founders. Uh, Before just, it goes back into the Founders Vault. The Founders Vault, yes. It's more exclusive than the Disney Vault and far more delicious. But Founders is, for the first, I don't think first time ever, but they're going national with a Nitro CBS draft only. For the first time, oh no! For the first time ever, Founders Brewing Company is releasing a draft-only nitrogen carbonated version. It's the most popular beer to retailers across the nation. In an email, a representative for the Grand Rapids, Michigan-based brewery confirmed to Tinamu. I'm still not sure how to pronounce this <laughs> website's name, but either way, if you want to know what beers are coming, it's a good place to go. That it will be shipping Nitro Canadian Breakfast Stout. Uh, 2019, otherwise known as Nitro CBS, because Canada had issues with them calling it Canadian Breakfast Stout, just mm. as Kentucky had issues with them calling it Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Right. Uh, to accounts nationwide in early November, while the regular version of the Barrel Age Stout has been packaged in kegs and 22-ounce bottles, as well as 12-ounce bottles uh, in the past, this will be the first time it has been carbonated using nitrogen instead of the more common CO2, which is supposed to give beer a creamier texture. Side note and personal note, uh, and it robs it a lot of its character. It does. It does sometimes. However, it does add for a very, very smooth, creamy drink, which... It does change the mouthfeel and the texture completely of the beer. So a lot of people mm-hmm. may have aversions that uh, they don't want to have some beers, you know, as they come, and they can, like, Nitro is where it's at for them. Yeah. If so, now, then then Founders is delivery. If you are all about Nitro, this promises to be good. I I was trying to tell Chris we should not talk about this, so I have a better chance to get some. <laughs> yes, because this will be draft only, and it is not, uh, wait, according to Founders, although the Nitro CBS is meant to coincide with the nationwide release of Canadian Breakfast Stout 2019 and 22 and 12-ounce bottles on November 1st. Remember to be at stores November mm-hmm. 1st morning if you plan to get any CBS. Uh, it does not have a hard release like the, the bottled version. But it should be available early November-ish. So if you want to try this, keep your ear to the ground about people who are doing uh, big releases or something where they're going to be tapping CBS. And I'm willing to wait. They will hold off if they're not going to get their Nitro CBS for like a week. They'll just hold everything and not do the release. Like just check on Facebook or Twitter for your local you know, craft stores and whatever. And they'll probably do a big event. Like if you have a hot cat around you. Uh, I'm sure they will do a big release event where they're going to start selling bottles and they'll have the regular and the nitro on draft. Hmm. And a place like that will also probably break out KBS and 
you know, some some older vintages and some fun things. Right. right. So, all right. Uh, that is our brief little news stint. And I believe we have a topic. I think we do. Been up that truck. Cheeky bastards. Been up that truck. Been up that truck. Not that I think the fact that I dropped an F-bomb in the opening kind of says <laughs> that I am. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I put some burps in there. Yep, that, that, that's a burp. Well, uh, so let's, let's hop into the Wayback Machine let's, as we look into Scottish brewing. How far and, are we uh, going back here? Are we, well, are we going back to the days of Robert the Bruce? Well, we're going back 5,000 years. Okay, a little further. All right. Yeah. Uh, it has been suggested that ale could have been made from the barley at the Scara Bray and other sites that date to the Neolithic era. The ale could have been made and flavored with uh, meadow sweet uh, in, in the manner of a kvass or a gruet uh, made by various northern European tribes, including the Celts and the Picts. There were two people that the Romans didn't want to mess with. It's well, them. No, they... they... They whole hog messed with the Celts. Well, they, eventually, but they, they had some. They had some issues at first. Yeah, at first the Celts just kind of walked into Rome and, <laughs> and went, "This is our land now." Yeah, and then Rome got mad and came back, and then Rome gave a little pushback. If you want a history lesson, real quick, and uh, uh, basically committed genocide. Yeah, but like <laughs> centuries later, not like right away. Yeah. It was genocide until they met the Picts, and then they built a wall, and they said, (laughs) everything north of this wall is absolute hell, and don't (laughs) mess with it, and we're leaving. (laughs) We we can't tame this place. You've tamed everyone. Yeah, we know. (laughs) They're demons. They're not real people. Look, look, these blue people up here, you leave them be. (laughs) Well, uh, the ancient Greek... uh, uh, Pythias, I'm guessing, uh, remarked, or no, Pythias. Sorry, I thought there was an H there. Uh, marked that in uh, remarked that in th- uh, 325 BC, the inhabitants of Caledonia were skilled in the art of brewing a potent beverage, a potent potable, if you will. Mm. <laughs> uh, the use of bittering herbs such as heather, myrtle, or broom to flavor and preserve beer continued longer in remote parts of Scotland uh, than in the rest of the UK. I wonder why. Could be mm. that the Roman parts uh, turned to wine. <laughs> Could be that there's a giant wall there cutting them off from the rest of the country, making them more culturally distinct for a longer period of time. Who knows? They had to get drunk off of what they could get drunk off of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thomas Pennant wrote in a tour of Scotland from 1769 that the island of Islay ale is frequently made uh, of the young tops of uh, heath, mixing two-thirds of that plant with one of malt, and sometimes the adding of hop. So... As <laughs> if they're like, I mean, I guess we could... Sure. So of the time, someone was able to remark that Isla was making something other than scotch. <laughs> they weren't Crazy times. Whiskey. Yeah, it was... Weird times at that point. Again, getting drunk off of whatever they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, though, as in the rest of Britain, hops had replaced herbs in Scotland by the end of the 19th century. This Celtic tradition of using bittering herbs was revived in Brittany, France, uh, by, uh, during the 1990s uh, by uh, Brasserie uh, Lancelot 
and in Scotland by the Williams brothers two years later. Uh, even though ancient brewing techniques and ingredients remained uh, in use in Scotland later than the rest of the UK, the general pattern of development was basically the same, with brewing mainly in the hands of brewsters or alewives in monasteries. Alewives is possibly my new favorite historical term. Yes. I'm like, everyone, oh. Everyone needs an alewife. Ah. <sighs> Just imagine if Game of Thrones is in the Iron Islands, instead of having salt wives, they had ale wives. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just what uh, Robert Baratheon had. <laughs> uh, well, uh, that was basically the same throughout the rest of Europe. Uh, though, uh, though with br- uh, as with brewing ingredients, the trend was for the development to move more slowly. The uh, Legis Quator Borgerum, a code of borough laws that uh, showed showed that in 1509 Aberdeen had over 150 brewers, all women. That is the thing to be said about this That's time awesome. period. In this time period, brewing was done by women. Like that was. I, that was I like could a see stigma. more. I would like to see more of that now. Yes, yeah. very much. We need to see more of the. Again, it's just a huge problem all over. Like with the yeah. lack of diversity in craft beer. Yeah, that's I'm all for women taking it back. It's like, no, you don't know where it started. It started with the women. You had a female brewery opened up called Alewives. Uh, anyway, this hmm? that'll go well. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. It (laughs) sounded better in my head until like I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That doesn't sound as good as I think. (laughs) I just like I like that term. I'm sorry. Uh. And this compares with uh, let's see, uh, this compares with figures of London, which showed that 290 uh, brewers, uh, around 40 percent, were men. After the Reformation of, uh, of the 1560s, commercial brewing started to become more organized, as shown by the formation of a guild in 1598 of the Edinburgh Society of Brewers. Of course, if London had. If you're going to yeah. make a guild to brewing, why not in Edinburgh? Mm-hmm. Well, London had formed its own Brewers Guild over 250 years earlier, <laughs> so a little behind. However, the Acts of 1707, new commercial opportunities emerged and provided a substantial stimulus to Scottish brewers. Tax on beer was lower than in other parts of the United Kingdom, and there was no tax on malt in Scotland. Ah, well. <laughs> All of a sudden, Scott, I think we talked about this in... Uh, uh, probably the Irish whiskey episode where we talk about yeah. uh, Scotland started getting more of a foothold because it was just cheaper for them to do because it. Because they taxed the ever-living crap out of the Irish. Mm-hmm. So it was... <laughs> England's strategy for Screw centuries. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Have we consider- I mean, it works today. Like, they're looking at Brexit. Have we considered screwing over the Irish? <laughs> yeah, that's essentially it. But no, uh, look, we're coming into the early 1700s in Scottish history, there's something a, a, a bubbling about this time period. So some things, uh, an uprising, if you will, which tends to happen in Scotland. Mm. They're an angry people. Yes. They, they tend uh, to not like the English. <laughs> who does? Uh, this gave Scottish breweries uh, a financial advantage. Uh, during the 18th century, some of the best remembered names in Scottish brewing established themselves, such as William Younger in Edinburgh, Robert and Hugh Tennant in Glasgow, and George Younger in Iowa. Look, Iowa. 
tenants mm-hmm. in Glasgow mean basically the same thing as like Miami and Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the same time, I'll drink a tenants. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll pound quite a few tenants. In Dunbar in 1719, though, uh, Dungeon and Company, uh, Dungeon and Company's Bellhaven Brewery was also founded. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, yeah. Uh, Scottish breweries, especially those in Edinburgh, were allowed or about to rival the biggest brewers in the world. Uh, while it's long been assumed for various reasons that Scottish breweries had made little use of hops, available information from brewing and trade records show that brewers in Edinburgh used hops as much as English brewers, and that the strong hoppy ale that Hodgson was exporting to India, which became known as the IPA, was copied and brewed in Edinburgh in 1821. Uh, the year before Alsop, it is believed to have brewed the fir- brewed it first in Burton. Hmm. Uh, Robert Disher's brewery in the uh, Canongate area of Edinburgh had uh, had such a success with his hoppy Edinburgh pale ale that other Edinburgh breweries followed, exporting strong hoppy Scottish uh, beer throughout the British Empire and into Russia and America. Uh, the beer historian Charles Masher, uh, sorry, Master. McMaster, Jesus, I can't read, <laughs> and uh, Martin Cor- uh, Cornell uh, have both shown that th- shown that the sales figures of Edinburgh's breweries rivaled those of Dublin and Burton upon Trent. Wow. Yeah. Yet uh, they're completely overshadowed today. Like th- these are things that aren't really talked about. No, no. But this was this was sort of their high point. Uh, then. Stuff sort of peters out. One of the things that happens everywhere, World War II happened eventually and just kind of ruined all beer production everywhere. Yeah. Uh, because there may have been more important things, which is why when, there I, was were. In, when I was in Scotland, they're like, we're going to go look at this, you know, this monastery that's existed on this island for like 800 years. What are those strange concrete fortifications out on the end? Ah, Keen eye. Those are World War II machine gunner nests. <laughs> I'm uh, sure the monks did not make use of those. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get into the shilling system. Who would have thought this would come up on the show at any point? I mean, this is this is how that you shamelessly plug things that you... <laughs> oh, oh, a different kind of shilling. Yes, so it's not what I always do. So the shilling system started uh, to be used sometime in the mid-19th century. According to Charles McMaster, Scottish brewing historian and former archivist at the Scottish Brewing Archive, the shilling terminology started just after 1880, when the previous taxes on malt and sugar in the United Kingdom were replaced by beer duty. Scottish craft brewers (coughs) member... Scottish craft brewers member Bill Cooper has additionally pointed out that the research of Dr. John Harrison and the Durden Park Beer Circle indicates that at least the brewers were using this naming convention as much as 50 years prior to 1880. So, 1830. Probably. The names referred to the invoice price of ale per barrel. Uh, 36 UK gallons, or about 43.2 US gallons, or hogshead, 
a cask holding 54 UK gallons or about 64.8 US gallons. Can can we bring back hogshead? That sounds yeah hilarious. So many, there's so many old terms that I'm just like, huh. I'll have okay. a hogshead delivered, please. We have a party. <laughs> this uh, dual... Here's a dead pig head. That's not what I asked for. <laughs> this dual application of pricing applied to two different liquid measures brought about complications. A 60 ale uh, in... The... Uh, 60 shilling ale. Sorry, that's the notation ales. for shilling. Uh, in... In the barrel was a 90 shilling ale in Hogshead. Even though it was the same product, the actual price of the ale could be as little as half of the invoice cost once the calculated duties and the discounts allowed by brewers were subtracted. Uh, During this period, the majority of Scottish brewers were producing a number of beers of differing styles and alcohol content. Light beers such as table beer ranged from 42 shilling to 48 shilling. Mild and pale ales were 54 and 60 shilling, while export beers were sold as 70 and 80 shilling. Strong ales were usually sold as a 12 guinea. Guinea, yeah. Guinea. Guinea. Or 15 guinea, although uh, the guinea coin worth 21 shillings at the time was phased out after the Coinage Act of 1816. Huh. The strong ales... What am I going to do with all these guineas? <laughs> I'm sure there was a, uh, a buyback program for the guineas. <laughs> uh, the strong ales were typically sold in bottles in nips of six fluid ounces. Wow, that is... That's nips? Not, not, uh, yeah, yeah, it's that's a it's, nip. It's, so you like can have a, a nip. A nip of a wee heavy, please? <laughs> six fluid I mean, ounces, which... Yeah, that sounds... Equates to a third of an imperial pint. These nips were also known as we heavy, hence the origin of this term. Uh, As can be seen, these values gave a rough indication of the alcoholic strength of the product. However, they were far from consistent, but did certainly drop in strength over time. Sad face. The shilling system was carried on through World War II, but gradually declined in the use thereafter. The terms light, heavy, and export took the place of these previous shilling terminologies as the breadth and range of beers offered shrunk. Mm. Light, a low-gravity ale, replaced mild, although was typically still dark in color, much as uh, what most of the few mild ales still available today in the UK are. Mm. Heavy was a medium-gravity beer, that was sweeter than light, but still fairly light in color. Export beer, along with the increasingly popularity or popular India Pale Ale, were beers of the highest quality. They were stronger and darker than heavy, and were normally brewed for the export market. And when you when you say the India Pale Ale and phrase it like that, and you're you're comparing it, no, this is supposed to be a darker, bigger beer than a wee heavy. Like historically, that's what an India Pale Ale is, and you look at what we have today, and you're scratching your you're head, like, going, nope. what "The hell happened?" Yeah, something, yeah. something's off there. Well, <clears throat> so we have, uh, so we're getting into BJCP territory. So this is what, what happens. Uh, do we flash a warning here? <laughs> we should be, have like a little sounder for BJCP. Be, be prepared for appearance, aroma, mouthfeel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. So. Um, Category 14A. Texture. Butt feel. 
<laughs> there there should be one for butt feel for like the next day when you're like, oh, no, that was too much. I know what's going to happen now. Look, we're all very aware of the butt feel of Guinness. It's just a thing. We all, You don't even have to question it. You can knowingly look at the person next to you right now and you can both nod and go, no, we know what that is. I like to imagine someone's riding in the car right now. Like with someone else, and they look over and go, "Mm-hmm." <laughs> yeah, we, the butt we got this. Guinness. No, no, we're we're all acquainted. <laughs> well, so that that one isn't officially listed on here, but that, um, that nitro does unholy things. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, so the Scottish Light. So this is a malt-focused, generally caramelly beer with perhaps a few esters and occasionally a butterscotch aftertaste. On board already. Hops. Butterscotch is the best. Yeah. Hops only to balance and support the malt. Uh, the malt character can range from dry and grainy to rich, toasty, and caramelly, but it's never mm. roasty, especially never has a peat smoke character. Neutral on that one. Uh, traditionally, the darkest of the Scottish ales, sometimes nearly black, but lacking any burnt, overly roasted character. Interesting because of the color. That's like not what I would expect. Um, well, the- a lot of some of these uh, apply, like a lot of the, the, the distinguishing features on these you're going to find is uh, not in color. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the yeah, so the appearance is a pale copper to a very dark brown. Um, no haze. Yeah, this is a this is a pretty dark brown. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of, well, it has a kind of a red hue too. A little uh, bit. Uh, maybe the lighting, but either way, yeah. So clear, uh, low to moderate, creamy off white. Um, so the aroma, uh, low to medium maltiness, often with flavors of toasted breadcrumbs, ladyfingers, and English biscuits. Uh, we just fine. stumble into Cookies? British Bake Off? <laughs> I was going to say, I've, the new season of British Bake Off just started, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> and yeah, oh, let's watch the biscuits episode. I'm like, no, I don't need to be craving biscuits right now. No. <laughs> am, am, I, am I wrong in assuming they're like cookies? Yes, it is cookies. That's correct. Okay. Uh, and they look delicious. It makes um, me want to go get a big tin of walkers. There were like so. two of them that were just, they made like salted caramel with the biscuits. And I was oh, God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, speaking of caramel, uh, low to medium caramel and low butterscotch <laughs> is allowable. It's allowable. They got, hmm, there's some butterscotch here. It's yeah. Judge Mills. I'll allow it. Judge Mills Lane comes in, <laughs> samples it, and says, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. So uh, you got some light uh, palm fruitiness uh, in the best examples. It may have low traditional English hop aroma. So like an earthy, floral, orange, citrus kind of thing. Uh, and then peat smoke, not a thing. Inappropriate, it says. So basically what you're getting ready to learn in Scottish whiskey, peat smoke is the defining character. Yes. In Scottish beer, it is not allowed. It's, a, it's against the law. At least as far as the BJCP, BJCP is concerned. Yeah. Personally, I would I would be excited about a a PD beer. I think one of the things they mention in uh, part of this is that that if there is any trace of any kind of peat flavor, it, it should smoke. be coming from the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything like if, so, it's only Scottish water can do it. And if uh, I think there was a mention somewhere that if you are getting a, a peat smoky character it needs to not be in these categories it needs to go into a smoked category which yeah, yeah. i mean for the for for this that makes sense um so again for this beer the on the flavor side 
entirely malt focused. I think that's going to be like the theme through most mm-hmm. of this. So it's got flam- flavors ranging from pale, bready malt with caramel overtones to rich, toasty malt with roasted accents, but never actually just like a, a full roasted. If you've had like a, a roasty kind of flavored beer, you know. So you you know it's not going to be that. Look, you There's know, a difference between toasting something and roasting. Yeah. There's, a, know, there's a distinct difference in the beers. You know if you've had a Bonfire of the Valkyries or <laughs> anything else. <laughs> Pretty much. Because Bonfire of the Valkyries is the beer version of Lagavulin. Yeah. Uh, so fruity esters, not required, but do add depth. Um, but it's never going to be high. It's, it's, it's not going to be a prominent thing. Uh, hot bitterness is uh, just to balance the malt. Malt, again, key kind of theme going on. No to low hop flavor is also allowed and should um, and should have traditional English character. So again, the same earthy, orange citrus, blah, blah. Um, finish ranges from rich and malty to dry and grainy. A subtle butterscotch character is acceptable. However, burnt sugars are not. The malt mm. hop balances, uh, balance tilts f- toward malt. Peat smoke is inappropriate. <laughs> this does not sound good to me anymore. <laughs> it's taking out all the things I love. Uh, so the, the mouthfeel, medium low to medium body, uh, low to moderate carbonation, and can be relatively rich and creamy to dry and grainy. That is a, That's a, a wide. <laughs> That's a, I don't know there. Um, so basically, uh, it's a it's a malt focused ale, as we discussed. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, gain the vast majority of the character from specialty malts, but never actually the process. So burning malt or uh, wort sugars uh, via kettle caramelization, not traditional, nor is it blatantly a butterscotch character involved here. Uh, most frequently a draft product. So um, smoke character, as we talked about. Inappropriate as, fa- as any found traditionally would have come from peat in the source water. Uh, as, as Bob mentioned. So uh, Scottish ales with smoke character should be entered as classic style, uh, classic style smoked beer, that category. That, so, that is an acceptable amount of smoke. Yeah. What is not an acceptable amount of smoke is ham. <laughs> That's such a weird, like, I just, I want to get you some like fryer bacon from Listerman and be like, here, it's this fine. Is I didn't Roush mean beer. like all smoked beer was bad. I just meant that that one I had was yeah. a Roush beer. I was unprepared and it, <laughs> Tasted like a sandwich. Look, that's you're that not turning me off to, to me. it. No, <laughs> I, it, I'm not saying it was, it was terrible. It was shocking. I'm saying I was unprepared. Yeah, it was shocking to the system. Uh, that was the. Uh, no. It shouldn't be called smoked beer. Then it should be called a ham beer, mm. and I'm fine with that. I'll drink ham beer. That was, no. There was Which, the other. What beer was that one. again? Uh, the, uh, against the grain. I think so. Yeah. Uh, the Fanny McBaw. Yes. Mm. It was a smoked Scottish ale. Mm-hmm. I need to branch out because when I think smoked beer, I do think of uh, the lo- the local um, Listerman smoked beer, the Friar Bacon, which is just yeah. I went to the far off location for me of Louisville for my <laughs> yeah. Look, you went to the you went to the land where we we don't go. Yeah, that's um, true. I should have known better. It's where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> so okay, so uh, on this uh, the Scottish light, so. Um, Originally used Scottish pale malt, grits, or flaked maize, and uh, brewer's caramel for color. 
later uh, adapted to use additional ingredients such as amber and brown malts, uh, crystal and wheat malts, and roasted grains or dark sugars for color. But again, no roasty flavor from that. Sugar adjuncts are traditional uh, clean or slightly fruity yeast. Peat smoked malt is inauthentic and inappropriate. Again, they're hammering that home. No peat. Um, so similar character to a wee heavy, but much smaller. Uh, similar in color to a dark mild, but a little weaker in strength. That's the name of my sex tape. Mm. Uh, so uh, it's got 10 to 20 IBUs. Um, the original gravity. Original gravity is 1.030 to 1.035. The final gravity. So we never talk about the gravity stuff. Which is... I know, I get it because there's that's what the key differences here are, but like... Wow, it's, it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Fun. I can't quite explain what the. I I feel like it somehow affects its alcohol content, but I cannot remember exactly what gravity I, ends up affecting. And we've totally talked about it, like probably. <laughs> no, we have. It's times. just it didn't stick in my head. Yeah, it, it may it, have been the alcohol. Well, uh, <laughs> so the final gravity is one point oh one oh to one point oh one three. Now, something we actually are familiar with, the ABV, typically 25 to 3.2%. This is a low one. <laughs> you are not getting this to get trashed. I mean, you, you get enough of them. Yeah, like That's a whole pack. Kind of the point of most of these. Hmm. Yeah. That, um, traditionally, these are, these are you know, day drinking beers. Don't want to yeah, drink yeah, these yeah. and go operate some heavy machine. Don't do that. Don't do, yeah. Mo- most, but not all. You got to remember, historically, some of these, like some of these, were being drank in lieu of water. Mm. The the you couldn't drink water. Yeah, yeah, water bad. Fish fish mate in it. In Edinburgh, in you know, like the 1700s, you really couldn't drink a lot of that water. Mm. Um, the one example, <laughs> the one commercial example it gives is McEwen's 60. Never heard of it. Um, I can find it everywhere. I'm sure. Uh, okay, so the next one. The Scottish Heavy, not the Wee Heavy, the Scottish Heavy. Maybe specific there. So this is a malt-focused, again, generally caramelly beer with perhaps a few esters and occasionally a butterscotch aftertaste. That sounds great. Uh, well, the butterscotch part, anyway. Hops only to balance and support the malt, again. Uh, malt character can range from dry and grainy to rich, toasty, and caramelly, but it's never roasty, especially never has a peat smoke, much like the previous... Um, the light one. Uh, the, so the appearance, pale copper to very dark brown, clear, low to moderate, creamy off-white. So, again, a lot of the same stuff. Um, uh, the aroma, go ahead. Sorry, I'm very concerned about highlighting what's happening right now. It's it's fine. Just, <laughs> just read as it's going. Uh, so the aroma, low to medium maltiness, often with flavors of toasted breadcrumbs, ladyfingers, and it's exactly the same in every way for the last one. Uh, so... Uh, there are some subtle differences, kind of like between Budweiser and Bud Light. <laughs> subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, same we, were, we were going through this and we went, it's Wait, all exactly the same, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, we, we just went side by side and said, you read that one, I'll read this one, and we'll see if it's word for word the same. And they're word for word the same, except... The gravity. When you get into the vital statistics. Yeah. So, this is the only place where you really get the differences between a Scottish light and a Scottish heavy. So, the IBUs are the same, 10 to 20. Uh, so, when it starts to get different is the gravity, first off. So, the original gravity, you've got 1.035 to 1.040. So higher basically it's a difference of five yeah uh the final gravity 
1.010 to 1.015. So Which you get more of like, a difference in your final gravity. It's, yeah. uh, what, about 20? 20, 20 so, to 25. But the ABV is also higher. So you've got a 3.2% to 3.9%. Still low, generally speaking, but compared to the last one, higher. Um, now, there are more commercial examples involved here. So you've got... Um, I've not heard of any of these. Broughton, uh, right. Broughton Green Mantle Ale, uh, Caledonia Smooth, McEwen's 70, Orkney Raven Ale, and Tenant's Special Ale. Yeah, heard McEwen, by the way, it looks like they're using the, the shilling system for their yes. naming. Ah, yeah. That's, see, whenever I see the shilling system naming for a lot of because I'd always looked and I never knew that's like what they were getting at on these. I'm now like, I'm getting keyed in on what you're what you're saying now. It, it makes it feel a little more like old timey accurate, doesn't it? A little, and then also feel like I'm getting kind of ripped off on the imports. Well, yeah, that's how the shilling system was designed to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the Caledonia thing. What was the name of the LARPing location in? Um, uh, God, what was the movie? The name of the movie? Role models. Role models. Because that's uh, what that reminds me of. No, I mean, that's not the name. Okay. Caledonia was one of the names for Gaul. Okay, yeah. no, I'm just saying it like that when they're like the the imaginary kingdom thing and the LARPing thing. That just made me think of that. Okay. Well, uh, let's move on to uh, category. Now, these last ones uh, were BJCP category 14A and 14B, respectively. The We Heavy, which originally grew up right alongside these, is in category 17C. Category 17 is the strong British ales. So, yeah, we, we've had to depart from our categories that we were in and move to a completely different one to talk about the Wii Heavy. Mm-hmm. Because this is one of the points that I'm pretty sure changed from the imaginary episode we did on this before. Right. Uh, so, overall impression, it's a rich, malty, uh, dexterous, and usually caramel sweet. These beers can give the impression that is suggestive of a dessert. Complex secondary malt and alcohol flavors prevent a one-dimensional quality. Strength and maltiness can vary, but should not be cloying or syrupy. Uh, the appearance is a light copper to a dark brown. It's kind of a pretty pretty sizable difference. Uh, often with deep ruby highlights, clear. Uh, usually it has a large tan head, which may not persist. Legs may be evident in stronger versions. Uh, the aroma is a deep, deeply malty with strong caramel component. Light, smoky, secondary aromas may also be present, adding a complexity. Peat smoke is inappropriate. They're really harping on that today. Yeah. Uh, diacetyl should be low to none, uh, low to moderate esters, and the alcohols uh, often present in stronger versions. Hops are very low to none and can be slightly earthy or floral. Uh my beer today is uh, not a wee heavy. It is a Scottish ale, and uh, it's also nitro, so I can't get any aromas off of this today. Yeah, I kind of avoided nitros for this. Well, I also didn't notice what I grabbed until I was out there with it. So, uh, Anyway, the flavor. Uh, it's a rich malty with uh, significant caramel, particularly in stronger versions. Hints of roasted malt may be present, sometimes perceived by a faint smoke character, as uh, some may be a nutty character. 
all of which may last to the finish. Peat smoke is inappropriate. Hop flavors and bitterness are low to medium low, so the malt presence should be dominated by balance. Diacetyl should be low to none. It should be low, low to moderate esters, and alcohol should usually be present. Esters may suggest plum, raisins, or dried fruit. Palate is usually full and sweet, but the finish may be sweet to medium dry, sometimes the light roasty grain note. Uh, the mouthfeel is uh, full, medium full to full bodied. Yeah. Talk with some uh, with some versions, but not all. Having a thick. It, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, with some versions, but not all, having a thick, chewy viscosity. Uh, a smooth alcoholic warmth is present and is quite welcome since it balances the malty sweetness. Moderate carbonation. Uh, their comments here says, also known as a strong scotch ale, the term wee heavy means small strong. <laughs> and traces its uh, beer to... Uh, and traces to the beer that made the term famous, Fowler's Wee Heavy, a 12-guinea ale. Historically, the strongest beer from Scottish ale, uh, Party Guile. Hmm. Uh, more related to historical brews than modern lower-strength Scottish ales, these beers have their roots in strong ales of the 17 and 1800s, although formulations and methods have changed uh, a premium product, often produced for export, modern versions have a lower starting and finishing gravities than their historical ancestors. Uh, in, uh, character, characteristic ingredients, well-modified pale malt with roasted barley for color. Some even use, may use crystal malt for color and uh, color adjustment. There's a slight smoke character may be present in some versions, but derives from uh, roasted grains uh, or from the boil. Peated malt is absolutely not traditional. Uh, its IBUs are 17 to 35, getting a little bit hoppier. Uh, its original gravity is 1.07 to 1.130. Uh, uh, final gravity, 1.018 uh, to 1.040. And then here's uh, the big difference. And I think maybe these are supposed to be done as like 1070 or uh, 1130. I think that sounds like how they used to be called, but mm. it's been forever since we've tried looking at gravities for anything. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just going to keep doing it the way we have been doing it for consistency's sake. Sorry. And you can complain <laughs> at us later. Uh, anyway, the final gravity, uh, 1.018 to 1.040. It's ABV's 6.5% to 10%. So this is... The highest one out of all the ones we talked about. Mm, yeah. 10%. That's my homeland. <laughs> These are honestly akin to winter warmers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ooh. I'm I'm ten percent. I'm ten percent ABV at this point. Uh, <laughs> style comparisons somewhat similar to English barley wine. No, right on point. Like uh. with the uh, when you're saying with plums. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Or English raisins. England's like look at our barley wines, and Scotland's, Scotland's like, like yeah, no, cute. we call it a wee heavy. That's a wee heavy. And they just look at you going, we hate you so much. <laughs> Well, commercial examples, the Bellhaven Wee Heavy, Gordon's Highlight, uh, Highland Scotch Ale, uh, Interval... Inveralmond? Inveralmond. Inveralmond. Blackfriar, uh, McEwen's Scotch Ale, Orkney's Skull Splitter, and Trikyar House Ale. That one. Yeah. Sure. 
But yeah, um, I think that about does it for for Scotch Ales for this episode that we've apparently never done. <laughs> Somehow never done before. I don't know. Either we've never done it or we've just done it twice. Either way, we needed a refresher, I feel like. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, given the descriptions, my jam is definitely the wee heavy. Yeah, that's that's I think traditionally been uh, what we uh, what we've liked more. I will say uh, I I could have sworn forever ago because I was looking for for beers that uh, Necron ninety nine used to be labeled as a Scotch ale, or and some, uh, was, it's now labeled was, as an IPA. There was definitely labeling that had you thinking it was. I mm. remember that before, and I guess there was confusion in the marketplace, and they changed it. Yeah. But uh, just thinking of that, because I was like, I was going, I'll go grab one of those. It's going to be very not, it's going to be like technically to style, but not really. Mm. Uh, but, but speaking of that, uh, we need to get into what we're drinking. Yeah, let's get into what we're actually drinking. Drink with me, friend. And Justin, we'll let you go first, because <laughs> Since ours, we have a plethora. ours is extensive. Yeah. We drink um, also style, like everything we just talked about, we drink it all. So what I did end up getting was uh, Bell, from Bellhaven Brewery, the Scottish Ale. A, it's rich, nutty, and smooth. Uh, well, it's not so nutty. Uh, hmm. It's uh, plenty smooth. More like, it's more like a mounds. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, uh, this is from Bellhaven Brewery. It's. Uh, a Scottish ale. It's five point two percent ABV. Hmm. Uh, doesn't really give me IBUs really on this, but uh, it has a beer advocate score of uh, eighty six from the New Method, or uh, three point eight four out of five of the average uh, user reviews. And uh, yeah, this is this one. I ended up grabbing the nitro version just because I saw cans and thought. It's less likely it's gone bad. Hmm. Um, that that is a uh, keen eye to think about when you're looking at imports. <laughs> yeah. Go cans. So, uh, but I didn't notice until I was getting there. I was like, oh wait, this says something about a widget on here. I bet this is nitro. Well, <laughs> I've already spent my money. Uh, so let's pop it open and see how it is. It tastes like apple juice. Unexpected. Not not at all what it's <laughs> supposed to taste like. I mean, I, I like apple juice, but it's not like, it's not quite like that, but it's, it's, it's got a fruitier sweetness that where it's nitro, it tames everything else down but that. Mm. So the big uh, malty forward notes. There's still there. some malt in there, but you're, I'm getting a lot more like, I'm getting a lot more, I'm getting more fruity sweetness than I would be expecting mm-hmm. is where it kind of falls down. See, that's just uh, nitro, man. Jeez. It, I, it, that said, it's drinkable. I could I could crush one of these pretty easily. Like I kind of like had to keep it down so I didn't just pull back and go, well, let's just drink this whole thing. It's like that's a bad idea. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good idea. <laughs> no. Tomato potato. <laughs> right. Sure. You'll get there. You'll <laughs> Okay. You'll get there. Well, uh, the plethora that we've been touching on, because when I was looking for all these styles, I just started grabbing. I just kind of put my hands over my <laughs> This eyes. says Scotland on it. <laughs> just go. So uh, I'll start with the what's uh, categorically supposed to be the lightest of the bunch, which I found to be one of the strongest of the bunch, actually. 
is the uh, Robert the Bruce from Three Floyds. Uh, this is their ranked number five on Beer Advocate uh, Scottish Ale. So it's their fifth ranked. Uh, has 6.5% ABV, so it's a little stronger than categorically it should be. Uh, it comes in at an 87, or very good on Beer Advocate. And yeah, so from Three Floyds in Indiana. I liked it, and honestly, I think it was one of the strongest beers I had tonight. Flavor-wise, like malt forward, like punched you in the face with it. But I like it. Robert uh, the Bruce is one of those that I'm... That- I've always liked pretty well. Yes, uh, I love it when I can find it. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, I'll just read them all off because I've got them all up in front of me. So next is the beer that saved Founders Brewing originally. So oh, yeah. this was when they couldn't sell a beer. They decided to brew a beer. This became their logo and everything. When it was brewed for us, became their logo. Because they decided like everything was failing. So they said, F it, not put it in a barrel. Which that came them, later. That came later and became one of the most delicious beers they've ever made. But uh, they decided to brew Dirty Bastard, a Scotch Ale. They say slash we heavy, but Scotch Ale is what it actually is. Comes in at 8.5%. Still way above what it should be for the category. Oh, no. Uh, but its ranking on Beer Advocate is a 91, which is an outstanding. It is the number 21 ranked Scotch Ale. So apparently everyone agrees eh, it's not exactly the style. Well, but okay, but, but it's, 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 it's a Scotch ale slash wee heavy. It's like a hybrid they tried making because a wee heavy has that ABV, but yeah, yeah, Scotch ale. But so everything it, else. Well, saying all that, it should have been moderately heavier than the Robert the Bruce. I found the Robert the Bruce heavier and extremely more malt forward. Hmm. These are both not imports. These are both, you know, domestic crafts. I found uh, the Robert the Bruce to be bigger, bolder flavor. That should not have been the case. See, I have a feeling that's just the breweries. I didn't find that. and I, I, I mean, I tried some the Robert the Bruce. I've had it before, but obviously I didn't really remember very well. But I, I tried some of yours. I preferred the Dirty Bastard to Robert the Bruce. The Dirty Bastard is amazing. And you throw it in a bourbon barrel, and it's one of my favorite beers of all time. I, I came this close to grabbing some backwoods bastard, which yeah. and I just went. I went like, you know what? Let's let's trace. Just try to stay truer to the the spirit of what I'm doing. Right. I had but, to do that as well because let's all just sit back and rejoice in the fact that backwoods bastard is available year round. <laughs> mm. It's quite good. Okay, uh, what else? Our last two that we just dove into are both we heavies. Uh, one, we, one we knew, one we didn't really know, because it didn't say on the label anywhere. It wasn't until I looked it up that I knew that it was we heavy. We'll go and talk about that one first. That is the Skull Splitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, it has a 92 outstanding on Beer Advocate, Scotch Ale slash we heavy, and we see all the we heavies now being labeled as that because that's where we're like, no, this has been a change. In the BJCP, mm. it used to be, like they used to be interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Now and it's uh now it used is, to used to like Scottish, uh, no Scotch and we heavy were the same thing. Yeah, yeah. and now the it, we heavy has been broken off and is categorically with uh, English milds. Uh, no English uh, strong. English strong. Yeah, I keep wanting to say English mild too. Yeah. So I'm like, it's wait, just, no, that's that that's where I was all wrong. But uh, Skull Splitter is an 8.5% ABV. It's ranked 92. 
Uh, its average rating, if you want to get back to how Beer Advocate used to be, is a 4.11. So still, its average rating is devastatingly high. high. It is good. I uh, do have to say, I remember, this is the first Skull Splitter I've had in probably a decade. Like, since I started drinking. And I remember the first one I had, we were like, oh, that's too much, I can't drink it. And I come back now, and I'm like, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's good. It's heavy. It's not, again, it's an import. That's what you got to keep in mind. This bottle's bottle's been through through some stuff. And considering it's from one of the most remote areas, because the brewery is in Orkney, which is a northern isle off of Scotland, which is, Mm -hmm. as the the labeling leads you to believe, one of the last strongholds of the Vikings. Right. I mean, they got to stay somewhere. Brittany's making faces. She has opinions. Um, I didn't like it. It's sweeter. Uh, it, it it is a little sweet. Um, it's sweeter than this one, which is kind of bananas. But um, I and this is okay. Super taster alert. Uh it smelled and tasted like feet. I don't get a feet vibe. Are you sure that wasn't just when your son put his feet in your <laughs> in your glasses? No. Uh, it may have been. They're like tea bags. We just we dipped them in everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's got two feet. You have two glasses. You just come by. And, what are you doing? Uh, no, I, for some like I was really put off by the smell. Uh, like I, I, I tried, I was like, that can't be right. And I'm like <laughs> swirling it around a little bit. Didn't like the smell, and I was like, well, maybe it, it tastes better because I had the same kind of issue with this one that I'm <sighs> drinking. But I was like, oh, okay, the taste is better than the smell. Not with a skull splitter. <laughs> to me, the taste and the smell. Not good. Okay. Well, let's talk about what you are drinking. Uh, Brittany is currently drinking the 90 Shilling Wee Heavy from Bellhaven Brewery. Yes. It is ranked number 26 on Beer Advocate for Scotch Ale slash Wee Heavies. Its score on Beer Advocate is a 90 outstanding. Comes in at a 7.4% ABV. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it is the, the 90, they're ranking it. What uh, 4.08 is the average score? Hmm. Still really good. Yeah. Yeah. What was your opinion on that one? I <laughs> I don't know. Yours I originally thought was sweeter, even though this one is, even though the skull splitter is like malt. It, when we say sweet, it's like malt sweet. It's like it's, yeah. syrup sweet. Not a not to say like not like a fruity sugary. It, yeah, it's yeah. not sugary fruity candy sweet. These are like really deep syrup sweet. I was gonna say syrup is a thing to be avoiding during during these. See, and so. that's what they're hitting. I'm not but getting these are room temperature now. Yeah, yeah. There and there is a definite they probably difference. should be more chilled. But when you're reading the notes, so in the Bellhaven 90 shilling, a dark brown slash cider color, medium slightly creamy body, aroma of toast, toasted malt, caramel, some fruit, uh, flavor of roasted sweet malt, caramel, dark fruit, nuts, and raisins. That is what I get. There is yes. a big, like, raisins heavy is what I have to say. Um, yes. Being of South Park right now, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I, I definitely get that. So, I was going to say my – so, this this the aroma on this one, also not amazing. I still got a feet thing going on. I don't know what that is. Uh, but there it is, – it is definitely got the – they're definitely, syrup sweet, I guess, is the best way to say it, probably. Syrup sweet and 
dark fruit and stone fruit. The dark fruit thing, because when it mentioned, well, one of them said plums, I think. So mm-hmm. that's uh, what I get in this one. This is a big plum. It's like I'm eating uh, the whatever sun dried ones or whatever. Oh, sun sweet ones. Mm, sun that's, sweet ones. That's, that's for prunes. that's for wheat heavies. That's prunes. Yeah, that is de- and the skull splitter. That it's like taking a bite out of a sun sweet one. Those are prunes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, whatever. But yeah, that's, that's I get the taste though. Yeah, this one definitely has a raisin slash mild plum element to it, uh, especially in the aftertaste. And uh, also in the aftertaste is a, is a little bit of like a, a toffee kind of flavor. Um, so yeah, not not roasted at all, but it's just this weird, not brush your teeth sweetness, but like a, just a, a, I don't know, sweet pastry kind of sweetness. <laughs> so, so, so we're saying we're saying the Americans did it better, is what I'm hearing. Honestly, yeah, but is that I, I, just I like of this import? one actually. Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying you didn't like it. I'm just saying you also said the the, the dirty bastard was. Oh, dirty was bastard was favorite. amazing. Dirty but they were va- vastly and, yeah. different. I mean, because you have so the dirty bastard, obviously is is a is this like a hybrid? Like it's not you know, on point. It's freaking eight and a half percent ABV first of all. But the so the Bellhaven is just, I like them both. They're just very different kind of beers. Like you can't. That's not a an apples to apples comparison. Okay. Well, uh, Gazi, like- have anything else you want to say about your beers? I, just, I feel like we we learned. It was nice to do this for a refresher. I like that we learned a bit more because I was I was convinced for some reason that Scotch Ale and Wee Heavy was the same thing. Once upon a time, I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty and sure. It, it was. Yeah, it may have when been. When we started so, this show, it was. Uh, so it was nice to at least get kind of clarification on what what's happening now. You know, um, look at the beginning of the day, we were talking amongst ourselves that it, they were the same thing. And whether or not yeah. we should include the wee heavy in this episode, and it's like, no, it was a good call to include it because we just educated ourselves. Pretty much, yep. yeah. Uh, very helpful. So, uh, well, if that wraps us up, you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. You can follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv. And don't forget, while you're on any of these places, you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. If you do it from the uh, from the website, you can use feedback at haveadrinkshow.com or the feedback page on there. Or you can send us a Facebook message, uh, send us uh, any kind of message, or uh, yeah, DM us on Twitter, anything. Smoke signals. We'll right. get it. Messenger, messenger pigeons. Uh, screaming loudly into the abyss. I'm already there, so I'll hear you. Oh, I'll joke you fun aside. I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly, especially if you're trying to drink everything to style with this episode. Mm. You'll end up a little tipsy. A little bit. It'll get you drunk. <laughs> and real quick, also like to thank everyone who is a patron. We've got some more patron episodes uh, that are going to be recording soon, and we're going to be shooting some stuff to you. And you guys really do help out. And it's because of our patrons and people who uh, chip in here on Twitch that we are able to expand the show and do new things. We are going to be able to make some purchases. Thanks to you all very soon to help us expand formats and what we do with the show. Yes. You know, it's, it, it allows me to say that I drink semi pro. <laughs> yeah, indeed. All right. Well, uh, you can catch us again, uh, next weekend for our, uh, I believe it's our drunk talk episode. Um, 
it may or may not be. Look, we're looking at uh, expanding how some of that even works. Again, thanks to our patrons. Yeah. We're going to be possibly bringing back the old video style episodes. With some 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 tastings. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, who knows? So, uh, either way, you can catch us again live next weekend. Twitch.tv slash have a drink show. Don't know what happened. Uh, once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. We're going to see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> <laughs>